0: Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, right here on AM 920, the answer on this fine Saturday morning. In this segment, real estate investing for beginners, what do you need to know if you want to delve into real estate investing and Airbnbs, how do they work? are they safe what are the pros and cons of investing in an airbnb and for me sometimes i'm even worried about staying in an airbnb uh, because of the stories i've heard about videos being used and things like that when people don't necessarily know so i'm looking forward to that segment my name is Cleve gaddis you're listening to Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920, The Answer, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry. That's so typical with life's biggest investments, and we want to connect with you. It's easy. If you wanted to connect with us, just go to GoGaddisRadio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S Radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share ideas with us. You can request your neighborhood Wherever it is at Metro Atlanta, be be featured in our Neighborhood Spotlight segment in the fourth segment of the show. And you can subscribe to our podcast if you choose to do so. Have you ever heard that real estate investing is the most misunderstood and easy to screw up way to invest? I have had many, many conversations with investors over the years or potential investors over the years, and they get overwhelmed by details and they continue to see all of the negatives in investing in real estate and the potential downside. And I'm not even pretending for a moment that there are not potential pitfalls. There are not issues that can cause real estate investment. And I'm talking about residential real estate investment they're pitfalls the reality is it can be an amazing way to get an investment return we got a listener question from Carl and monroe my parents have told me for years that investing in real estate is a tried and true method of making money what are some simple steps for a beginner to take to get started and i have some great answers for you and i'm going to break it down uh for you into a total of seven points number one you got to know your numbers you got to invest for cash flow and you have to be able to analyze properties very quickly and the way i suggest you do that is by using the one percent rule the one percent rule is simple if a house rents for at least one percent of the purchase price or the acquisition cost it might might, M-I-G-H-T, all capital letters, might be a good investment. So if a property, for example, you were buying it for, let's just say $100,000, and I know you can't buy $100,000 properties in Atlanta, uh, not right now anyway, but according to the 1% rule, it should rent for at least $1,000 a month. If it rents for $1,000 a month, then it passes the 1% rule, and on average, it should turn out to be a good investment for you. Once you've determined whether or not it meets the 1% rule. You're going to have to do some additional research to get all the information you need about you know, income and expenses and all of that kind of good stuff. But the 1% rule, great way to get started and tip number one. Tip number two, know the high cost of living areas. Ever heard anyone complain they live in San Francisco or New York so they can't invest in real estate? It makes sense to me that they would be correct, and the 1% rule can show you why. If you buy a house, for example, for nine hundred thousand dollars but it rents for three thousand dollars a month you're nowhere near passing the one percent rule some argue that you'll make it up in appreciation and and the truth is is that those high cost of living areas can have significant appreciation but they also have you know a very volatile market it goes way up and way down way up and way down and and all of the changes in pricing from the rest of the country um are are exacerbated in those areas and so my advice for you if it doesn't meet the one percent rule and you're in a high cost of living area i'd look for somewhere else to invest my money there's many many second and third tier cities and i mean in terms of population around the country and great places to invest so you got to know what i call the cash flow myth you want to follow the 50% rule, Appro- approximately 50% of your gross rent on a single-family property will go to expenses, taxes, insurance, repairs, HOA, capital expenditures, property management. Remember, a mortgage, though, is not included in that 50%. So if you bought that house for $100,000, rents for $1,000 a month in our example, $500 is considered expenses. might not be quite that much in metro Atlanta, but let's say your mortgage payment is an additional $600 per month. 600 per month. Your cash flow basically is 400 a month because a thousand rent minus 600 mortgage equals $400 in profit, right? <laughs> the reality is you have an additional $500 in expenses and a $600 mortgage, which is a total of $1100 a month, which puts you in a negative cash flow position. I would suggest that under no circumstances should you invest in a property that does not generate positive cash flow on a monthly basis. I remember talking to real estate investor after real estate investor in the early 2000s who said, hey, I'm losing a little bit of money every month, but I'm going to make it up in appreciation. And uh, 2008 to 2012 showed them that that was not the case. So tip number one, know your numbers, the 1% rule. Tip number two, know the high cost of living areas and avoid them. Tip number three, know the cash flow myth, myth, and don't invest in a property that doesn't have cash flow. Number four, know your finances. You should get your finances in order before diving in. I'm in the process of selling my current home, buying a new home, and um, I'm a fairly organized person, but to get everything together for the lenders and everybody who needs stuff, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So my suggestion is get all your ducks in a row. If, you, if you're if you self-employed, get the last couple years of tax returns, get all the this- K1s and all the different schedules for everybody to see get the last 2 months worth of bank statements get a P&L from your business if you're employed last 2 years worth of W2s last 2 paychecks last 2 months worth of bank statements get all that together and make sure you are prepared and if you're not sure whether or not you're prepared to buy a home then have a conversation with a lender you can talk to John Birchfield with Capital City Home Loans who was a guest on the show in our prior segment he is our preferred mortgage provider has a heart of a teacher and he'd love to talk to you he can be reached by calling 678-226-7887 678-226-7887 tip number five on your first few houses play it safe pay off debt especially credit card debt before you mess around with any real estate investing certainly bonus points for paying off vehicles and student loans before investing as well put 20% down on investment properties. For the most part, I put 30 or 35% down and try to get you a fixed rate mortgage for 30 years. Genu- gen- generally, even if I can get a better rate at 15 years, I get a 30-year rate. So the payment is more affordable. And I always try to pay down additional principal every single month. I'm not investing for the cash flow myself. I'm investing for retirement. Well, when I'm 62 or 65 or whatever, I want to be able to have a certain level of income with actually having to get out and do... Um, work every single day don't make investments that don't seem like good investments initially and I hate to say it but sort of set a higher bar set a higher standard if an investment doesn't perform correctly then move on number six tip is have some cash reserves if you do not have some cash in the bank then Murphy's law says you will continuously have issues to deal with on your rental property that actually require cash if you have a little cash in the bank then you won't have any unexpected expenses. I know I'm generalizing, but that is the way it's always worked out for me. And the last tip is educate yourself. You need to pick a certain amount of time, but not too much time, to educate educate yourself on real estate. To maybe give yourself three months or six months and soak in all the information you can. Read books, listen to podcasts, and then you could commit to taking some sort of action. If you have wanted to be a real estate investor, Sometime in the next few months, we're going to have an online real estate investing seminar where you can ask any questions you want to ask. So make sure you stay tuned to the radio show so you will catch when that is going to be on the schedule. The next topic is, have you ever rented an Airbnb? Was it a good experience, a bad experience? Was it something that you would do again? we got a listener question we've heard. The term airbnb but we don't know much about how they work and are there steps to take to make sure we get what we pay for and um, real quickly you know airbnb is an online marketplace that connects people who want to rent out their home to people who are looking for accommodations in specific locales i have rented airbnb several times i'll be honest with you i'm not crazy about renting an Airbnb. Uh, because I don't know what's there. I don't know who's looking, and maybe that's weird for me to be that way, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening going, oh, my gosh, Cleve, you're crazy. They're perfectly fine, um, and maybe I should worry about that in a hotel, but I am certainly interested in having my privacy. According to Airbnb's latest data, it has in excess of 6 million listings covering more than 100,000 cities and towns and 220 countries. Quite amazing when you simp- when you think about it the reality is is that an airbnb can offer a homey place to stay that maybe has more character than a hotel and maybe a kitchen so you can avoid eating out and they have an online database of thousands and thousands of homes that are available for rent Um, airbnb has very specific policies about safety and security again that's my concern i'm not saying you shouldn't get an airbnb but i certainly would be concerned The pros for Airbnbs are you get a wide selection, you get to look at listings for free, uh, you can customize your searches, you can look for additional services, and sometimes cons are you basically might not see what you get, and you might have potential damage, or you might be responsible for potential damage, you might have some added fees, you might pay taxes that you don't expect, and. It isn't legal everywhere. In a future show, we'll talk about Airbnbs and how they might work from a residential real estate investment standpoint. I've got some clients that make two times as much money off of their Airbnb rentals as they did when they were single-family rentals. This segment of the show is brought to you by O'Kelly & Sorahan. They are a preferred mortgage provider. They're a full-service law firm with 26 offices all over metro Atlanta. They specialize and residential real estate closings, home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, real estate contract review, title insurance matters, the whole nine yards, 770-497-1880, 497 is the number to call. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, Barrington Trace in Atlanta, also what's new with Open Door and Zillow and real estate scams to be aware of. Stick with us. We'll be back.